To the Now We're Talking podcast. A podcast where us three blokes, Ooh. lads, Ooh. the lads, yeah. uh, are going to review all of the UK Now series, 1 to 100, maybe even further, who knows. In chronological order. In chronological order, of course. Yeah, yeah. we are talking about Now, that's what I call music, volume 16. Last one of the 80s. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nearly out of the 80s. We're nearly there. It would be besides uh, 1 and 2 on the vinyl and cassette, but the CD had some extra tracks, so we're going to review them as well. Because we This is nearly, not quite, but nearly the last one with the bingo balls. Although they're not really like bingo balls, they're sort of like a, sort of like a neon blur. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought they may be meant to be like really awesome fireworks, mm. but yeah, it's just sort of like a burning neon sign. With, with the- a reflection, and perhaps, most of the rest is black. Perhaps they burnt the balls for this one, and that's why they couldn't yeah. use them again. They, yeah. they fire damage. <laughs> a little bit of red there, a bit of blue, and then this bit is almost... Almost black. (laughs) (laughs) Another pretty uninspired front cover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting nearer to the Chunkies. The Chunkies, which are all quite uninspired as well. Sort of got the bright lights of the 90s in the distance. Or maybe we're Mm -hmm. going away from the bright neon lights of the 80s into Mm. like a new world. where Nobody knows what it's going to be like. So, what was going on historically? Well, this uh, now was released on the 20th of November, 89. Yeah, it was number one for seven weeks. On the compilation chart. On the compilation chart. It went three times platinum, and there are no compilation chart archives available between the end of 89 and the beginning of 94. Really? Yep. Can't find them anywhere. Yeah, a lot of of shit hitting the fan again. We've got the pan-European picnic demonstration on August the 19th, uh, which was at the Austro-Hungarian border, and the authorities let thousands of East Germans flee into Hungary, and it also led to Hungary's removal of border restrictions with Austria. So the Iron Curtain's starting to come down. Uh, Also in South America, on August the 19th, a judge, a police chief, and a presidential candidate had all been murdered, so the police went on this big thing where they went and rounded up like 11,000 suspected drug traffickers and arrested them all. And all the drug cartels declared war with the with the Colombian government. Wow. So yeah, shit's hitting the fan. September the 26th, Vietnam ends its 11-year occupation of Cambodia. Didn't know anything about that. There we go. Uh, October the 1st, same-sex civil unions became legal in Denmark. In 89, there you go. Good lad. Fucking hell. Lichtenstein have only just given women the vote. Yeah. In the 80s. No, just yesterday. Not like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On October the 5th, the Dalai Lama won the Nobel Peace Prize. And on November the 9th, this is a momentous occasion and a good example of someone fucking something up really badly as well. This guy called Gunter Schabowski, he was like really high up in the East German government. And uh, he might have even been the Chancellor or something like that, or whatever they had, whatever the equivalent. He was going for a TV interview and they gave him a bit of paper that said, we're changing all the rules for the borders between East and West Germany. It meant they were going to open them up and let the East Germans 
out and in and whatever. So like the reporters are asking him, well, when's this going to happen then? And because he didn't have any information apart from this little bit of paper with it written on, he said, I don't know. As far as I know, it's, it's immediately. And they meant for it to be like only the next day, but it meant that loads of East Germans turned up at the border saying like, right, come on, it's all changed now. Let us through. And the border guards were like, oh shit. Good day early, mate. Didn't know what to do and that. And they were like trying to raid that, trying to find out what to do. And in the end, they just said, just let him through because it's not worth the hassle. Yeah. So that was it. The wall is starting to be dismantled by people as they go through it and stuff. And people are chipping it away. Oops. So it's already coming down. Berlin Wall. Oh, yeah. What was that guy's name? Gunter Shabowski. Oh, I yeah. said Kapowski. Shabowski, like, get in here. Is that Kelly Kapowski's <laughs> dad? <laughs> yeah. But no. Yeah, oh, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, fuck that up. <laughs> Don't give me little bits of paper like yeah. one minute before. Good but, idea, never dies, you know. Yeah. The idea of building a wall and that. <laughs> God. Uh, November 17th, which is also, I think, the official date they give for the fall of the Berlin Wall, but it was a, like a process rather than an actual day. Uh, but also the Velvet Revolution started on November the 17th this is in Czechoslovakia after a peaceful student protest is beaten back violently by riot police um, a revolution starts to overthrow the communist government and by the 20th of November half a million people are in the capital protesting So fucking revolution everywhere man mm. it's going crazy uh, got some quick hatches, matches, and dispatches. August the 21st, we've got Hayden Panettiere. Right? Hayden, it sounds like someone from the Larkman. <laughs> yes. Panettiere sounds like a sort of lovely French food that yeah, you want to nice like. Nice bread. Sort of nibble on. Yeah, lovely French bread. No, it's more like a sort of special type of pan that you cook in. <laughs> in a panettiere. Yeah. Pan. Yeah. <laughs> I've done this in a panettiere. <laughs> <laughs> August the 26th, we've got James Harden, NBA Basketball man, the other one with a big beard, everyone yeah. likes. September 8th, we've got a VC, who's a Swedish DJ and producer who died last year. It was a quite a big deal, everyone yeah, I was that. on Twitter going, oh, blimey. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think he'd had some hits. We might even be getting some on the yeah, old uh, now. Also, someone else you'll know one day, September the 21st, Jason Derulo. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, October the 20th, another person who's going to be appearing on later now is Jess Glynn. She's a sort of ginger singing lady. Uh, October 24th, PewDiePie. Oh, uh, Disgraced streamer. Yeah. <laughs> Very rich, disgraced streamer. Yeah. November the 6th, uh, footballer, Yosi Altidore. Just big, big American lump. Great big lump of a lad Just he a is. Big old lump. Just a big old lump. November the 19th, Tiger. You know that rapper? Oh no, I thought you meant Tiger Woods or. No, Rex, 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 yeah, Juice no, she directed. Juice she directed Juice Bigelow. Oh, yeah, okay. it's sort of semi-autobiographical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and James Cameron does equally outlandish things with Smurfs and stuff. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> September the second, you got Michael Jordan and Juanita Vanoy. Um and also on the same day, oh, who's who's? When are you going to go if you're in Hollywood? Because you've got either Michael Jordan's or Sam Neill and actress Noriko Watanabe. I'd go to Michael Jordan's. 
Yeah, I don't think I'd be more classy, do you? No, just a bigger blowout, wouldn't it? Get, you get free yeah. sneakers if you go to Jordan's yeah. wedding. You just yeah. gives them out as party Yeah, favors. Neil's might be a bit boring, might be a lot of speeches. My favourite shoes are Air Jordan 1s. So, yeah. You know, if he could do me, I bet they're like got special edition wedding ones. Yeah. That you could probably sell on yeah. eBay for yeah. thousands. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe the buffet table would be too high. And all the NBA players <laughs> yeah. would be like hogging it. Monty Bogues would be there, like, I can't reach. <laughs> Give me a boost of me. Lovely. September the 16th, we've got Natalie Cole and record producer Andre Fisher. September the 30th, we've got Larry Bird and Dinah Mattingly. Larry Bird, like another the, basketball player. Yeah, the best white guy to ever be a basketball player. <laughs> the best white guy. Is he the best white guy to <laughs> yeah, ever definitely. be a basketball player? And on October the 27th, we've got John Good and Annabeth Hartzog. Uh-huh. Uh, Dispatch is only two, both in October. October the 4th, we've got Graham Chapman, oh. the old uh, Monty Pythons, and October the 6th, Betty Davis, although her eyes would be preserved yeah. for a later hit. Yeah. <laughs> Good song as well, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trouts out and put your gun and gloves on because we're sowing the seeds of love <laughs> with tears for fairs oh, tears for fairs tears for fairs big band but we haven't had them before I'm guessing it must have been a label change or something yeah because why wouldn't we have had them before I think I only know they did Mad World right yeah Mad World and I think they did Everyone Wants to Rule the World oh was that Tears for Fairs I think so Tears for Fairs yeah. but neither of the song we're talking about so this is like I, I, this was confirmed when I started reading about it, but when I first heard it, I was like, this does sound like quite a 60s yeah. pastiche thing. Sort of less Beatles and more Ruttles, but not as good as the Ruttles. <laughs> um, yeah, it did. Quite hippie lyrics there. And the love train rides from coast to coast. Open your eyes, I love a sunflower. Open your eyes, and I believe in love power. With all this revolution going on, they're kind of doing something 20 years too late, aren't they? Yeah. It's not time for peaceful revolution. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it first comes off as a bit of a sort of nostalgia, cash-grabby mm. thing, but then once you listen to the song, you think, nah, there's loads of ideas in here. They're, like, really just throwing loads of shit in here. They are actually doing a proper, like, you know, pastiche of, mm. of psychedelia. They really want to do this because they've actually put some thought into it. I'm not saying it's an amazing song, but no. there's, there's a, a, there's a lot of stuff going on. Solo, yeah, the trumpet is really like nice. Penny Lane. Yeah, yeah that bit that's when that bit came in. I was, that was when I was like, it sounds quite a lot like the Beatles. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was uh, it was written in June '87 during the week of the UK general election, in which Margaret Thatcher won a third consecutive yeah. term yeah. in office. <sighs> that's what it's all about. There's a lyric in there. Politician granny with your high ideals, have you no idea how the majority feels? Uh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> well, surely the ma- I thought surely the majority voted her in. That's yeah. how elections work. Yeah. Well, I guess the majority of people that bothered voting anyway. Yeah, well, I don't know what voter turnout was like then. I doubt it was a hundred percent. Yeah, it was a bit. Of, it was a bit of a weird one to kick off an hour with. Like, I yeah. didn't mind it, but it was. It felt a bit. It, Guess it might have been a big hit at the time. Yeah. We'll find out. Well, but when it first came on, I was like, what? I had to check it was the right song. So I was like, what era is this? I yeah. don't even know. Like, it's, it's not 60s, but it sounds 60s. Could be from the 90s, could be from any year. And I was just surprised because usually you get a banger hit to start off an hour. One yeah. you've heard of, you're usually like, ah, oh, it's this. This was a big hit. But this, I've never heard it in my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was all right. I think they did well because they were in the the Illuminati. If you watch the video, yeah, yeah. the eye over the pyramid appears. Oh doesn't yeah, it? there's a lot of stuff going on. The in thing there. in the video I noticed the most is the guy singing was like, 
opening his mouth so wide to mime. <laughs> That's just like, it's transfixed by him. Just like, yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of people don't mime properly, so that's, you know, that might be a good thing. Because I think a lot of people are, you, you're singing a really high note, you hardly got your mouth open, you're just like, it's like if you're saying it. It looked like he was going to dislocate his jaw, his mouth was opening so wide, it was like, well, it did, it's the Illuminati (laughs) thing again. He did dislocate his jaw. No, no, it's it's the Illuminati (laughs) thing again, he's actually, actually a lizard. Oh, it's just in a human suit. He dislocates his jaw, much like a snake, in order to devour other pop stars that's why you never heard from Natalie Cole it wasn't because she got married it's because she got eaten by, by, by Tears for Fears by, man. by, tears by the for Tears for Fears man. man yeah the video's got a lot of stuff going on really hasn't it it's all psychedelic with some mm. sort of CG stuff thrown in it's sort of thematic it's interesting to look at mm. but thematically it's a bit of a mess like the song is kind of there's just yeah. too much stuff going on a lot of green screen going on on the whole of all of the videos from this time I love the green screen. Yeah, <laughs> that had a, this had quite a lot of that, didn't it? Like, yeah, a lot of flowers and stuff. Yeah, this single was used in the soundtrack of British movie Green Fingers. Anyone seen that? No, no. from two thousand and one. Is it a movie of that old TV show that used to be on where the guy lived in a greenhouse and he grew magic things with his seeds and that? I don't know. It's probably it probably isn't. It'd be good if it was. But I think this video won some awards, didn't it, for for things? Did you write yeah. that down? Yeah, it won a couple of VMAs, mm. MTV VMAs. Oh, wow. Is yeah. the VMAs? Have they around for a while now? Or? Yeah. I'm not sure if I've heard much from the yeah. VMAs. I just don't think they've got the Euro ones yet. Uh, but this has got Best Breakthrough Video and Best Special Effects. Mm. Yeah, the, the director was Jim Blashfield, who already made acclaimed videos for Joni Mitchell, Paul Simon, and he did the Leave Me Alone video for Michael Jackson. Oh, God, oh. what a fucking video. That's yeah. a good one, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Fair play to him. He probably had more... I mean, the Jackson one probably had a much higher budget, so that's yeah. why this one isn't quite as impressive. <laughs> this was the first song played on radio station Atlantic 252, which I thought was really cool when I was little because it had a slightly different and better playlist than, like, Broadland or somewhere like that. Don't even remember that one existing. Yeah, it was on because it was on long wave, but you had to like, oh, look wow. for it. it like, was re- like Amber. It was weird. Oh, I had yeah. a guy on it who pretended to be American. It was really weird. Pretended to be yeah. American. Yeah. Wow. It was sort of like had more attitude, but not as much as XFM, but like a little bit more than Broadland. It's medium attitude is what it had, and I like that. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> like Broadland had no attitude. No. It was a number one in Canada. Number one we in Canada. We love it. Fucking hell. We love it, psychedelia. <laughs> uh, number four, Andy Arma. Uh, another number four on the NZ recorded music, mate. Uh, UK number five. Wow. Yeah. It was a number two on the billboard, boy. Yeah, wow. kept off the top by Janet Jackson. Miss you much. All right, boys, how's it going? Oh, Kenny. It's Davey Kent. Oh, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. I haven't seen Gary for a while. Anyone seen him? I think he's been working on something. I think he's avoiding tax. <laughs> he's, he's definitely working on something, I'm telling you. I'm not sure what it is yet, but I'm going to work it out. Can't have him messing it up for me, mate. I need the money for this shit for my gambling debts. <laughs> when are we going to monetize this motherfucker? <laughs> oh, I'll give it a number 13, boys. Number 13? Yeah. Okay. It's a return visit from our friend Belinda Carlisle here. 
With Leave a Light On. Yeah, God. What I liked about this song was that you could easily segue it with Heaven is a Place on Earth. Yeah. You wouldn't have to yeah. change the tempo or the dynamics or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's the same writers, Rick Knowles and Ellen Shipley. Yeah. They write a lot of um, Belinda Carlisle songs. Yeah, same sort of classic rock sound, isn't it? But it's but not really yeah, mediocre, it's, boring it's rock local. sound. Sort of kitsch, I thought. I don't know. Yeah, I really couldn't be asked <laughs> with this. I didn't mind it. It just made me want to listen to Heaven as a Place on Earth, you know. It was just like, it was so obviously trying to emulate that. And yeah. I, I kind of like that when bands do that, when they bring out a single and it's clear, they're just like, write that one again. Not not the exact same one, but just let's do that again. Yeah, let's let's do that one again. Uh, they had, uh, what's his name last time, didn't they? Thomas Dolby on uh, keyboards. This oh, time they've got w. a couple of, couple of names in as well. Got George Harrison on slide guitar. Really? Yeah. And Maria Vidal doing a bit of backing. So mm. getting all these people for this piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I didn't think it was as bad as that, but oh. it, it's not one that I'm going to sort of uh, go back to. It just kind of became a bit of bit background noise for me. And the video so. was terrible as well. Oh, no. Two things going on in that. She was in the desert and she was at a casino. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's two things. There's the bit in the desert. You know, usually in these videos, you'll have like... Her singing maybe with a band like behind her, just like mm. playing in a desert. But she was just like had a microphone stand for a microphone and a little <laughs> little like amp speaker behind her. It looked like she was busking. She just yeah. had a, like, <laughs> one amp. <laughs> she was her car broken down yeah. and she needed to get a bit of money to get the greyhound. So she thought, "Oh, I'll, uh, I'll busk in the desert because it's, <laughs> it's a good good thoroughfare here. There's a lot of people walking past. Mm. Yeah, everyone's always leaving their lights lying around in." 80s pop yeah, yeah. why can I see all the lighting why can I see all your lighting rigs like what all the fucking grips and all the gaffers and the best boys all on strike in the 80s because they're solidarity with the miners or something <laughs> you move your own lights around yeah, it's or just leave them there I don't care perhaps they just set up lights and left them and then you had to go to the light yeah. if you're filming a video you'd be like oh there's some lights in that desert we'll, we'll go film there well, I've, seen, I've seen that that little trope used so much I'm sure I could probably easily light a Music video now, quite successfully. <laughs> <laughs> Film it, put the cameras in the right place, get them to do the right things. Belinda just sort of more sort of touches herself and sort of rubs her arms all over herself for some reason. She's almost like a bee trying to get rid of pollen. <laughs> 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 this one's her first single off her third album, Runaway Horses. Runaway Horses? Yeah. Well, it was a number six in Canada! Yeah, bring up a bit of rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not before in Ireland... Because we're quite near Carlisle, if you go <laughs> sort of up a little and round and over. At New Zealand, number 22, number four in the UK, not too bad. Number 11 on the billboard, boy. Wow. Yeah. And oh, I stuck it in number five on me, Kent, mate. Well, you like this, do you? Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Weird, you're a weird guy. Like Belinda. next platter is Erasure with drama. You did say that correctly. It's got yeah. an explanation mark, yeah. right? Yeah. Drama! With an drama. excitement mark. Yeah, the excitement <laughs> mark. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, it's Erasure again. Uh, Vince Clark and Andy Bell. They're back. What did, yeah. what did you make of this one? Well, you sort of think you're in for something a bit menacing at the beginning, don't you? Because it kind of comes in all sort of scary-like, with scary chords and things. And then it just kind of ramps itself up into a, another fluffy pop song. 
He's going on about loads of stuff. That's like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty eighties. It feels yeah. like a lot of the songs we're now getting are sounding less like stereotypical eighties song, but it seems like Erasure is sticking with it. Yeah, it had yeah. the gallop, didn't it? it had yeah. the sort of high energy gallop going on there. Yeah, I've put an irritating cacophony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't mind this one. I think it's one of the better Erasure songs. We've had quite a lot of Erasure though. Do you know who's doing the backing vocals? It was the Jesus and Mary chain. They yeah. were recording next door, so they got them to come and shout guilty. Wow. And uh, if, you've, if you've got an idle minute while you listen to the podcast, do check out the video that's been doing the rounds. It's uh, Jesus and Mary chain on Letterman. And uh, oh. they've got, like, instead of their regular bass player, they've got, like, one from the house band standing in. So, like, the Jesus and Mary chain are all, like, in black... Yeah. looking really moody and somber and then there's yeah. this guy with like massive MC hammer pants and like a red tunic smiling <laughs> <laughs> away wow Brilliant. I want to see that video though with stuff falling oh, yeah. out of the sky yeah, all I like kinds the of plastic everywhere I quite like it it's inflatables a few toys yeah. and shit it's quite a simple concept was, that they follow through on there were some like traffic cones and traffic lights and stuff and I was yeah. like oh well, that was from that last they've video they did yeah. Yeah, I think they've got a deal with some sort of prop house or something <laughs> where they can just get loads of props yeah. so like fuck location whatever we'll just do it on a green screen get a load of props where the guitar had, the guitarist had like one of those crazy 80s yeah, like, yeah like a Casio Casio thing. digital <laughs> guitar yeah. things yeah yeah that was looked pretty crazy like the flight the Concorde have like, yeah. what yeah. they call it um, Casio DG20 or whatever yeah. it is. Well, electric mandolin. That was cool. And I liked the, the Moog solo and it was quite cool. I quite liked yeah. that. Yeah, Moog falling out of the sky yeah. just in time for the solo. That's yeah. lucky, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I liked that bit. Uh, I quite, yeah, I did quite like the video on this one. Well, this one got a number five Andy Irma. Not bad. No. Yeah, and number four in the UK. Pretty good going. Uh, number 35 on the NZ recorded music, right? Whoa, what up, bro C? What up, bro Razor? Bro Razor, dude. <laughs> Whoa, we gave it number 10 on the US dance chart, boy. Dance? Yeah. Dance. You yeah. can't dance to That's this. what that guy means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, boys. I can only give this uh, 157. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love you. <laughs> Deborah. Deborah Harry or Debbie Harry. I never know. Yeah, what this was is, this so called? I Want That Man? Or? I Want That Man, yeah. yeah. That man. God, this was shit, wasn't it? Yeah. It could have gone somewhere, but it never really takes off. It didn't have a, a it didn't really have an impactful chorus on it, you know. It makes no, me think Whereas that, French Kissing in the USA, I can actually Although it was a bit of a hodgepodge, I remember how that went. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing that annoys me about that chorus, which annoys me about a lot of choruses, is like, don't make me wait till the end to get like the main bit of your, what you want the chorus. Like, the song's called I Want That Man. It takes the entire chorus to get to that line. I don't yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah, that always annoys me. Did Debbie Harry release any good solo songs or was she shit and it was like Blondie that were I mean I don't know that much Blondie Blondie, I don't know. Blondie, but Blondie sounds good. better from what I've heard Blondie are pretty good her solo stuff so I guess it. much no. better crafted pop songs yeah. than this but yeah uh, she does a lot of stuff this is the first single off her third album mm, yeah but were, yeah. were any of those any good or Death did she just get gone. by on the fact that people thought she was sexy uh, 
little from column A, a little from column B, I think. I mean, the fault might be with the writers, because it was written yeah. and produced by two members of the Thompson Twins. Wow. Alana Curry and Tom Bailey. And yeah. I, I never thought that much of the Thompson Twins, really. What oh, did they do? Oh, they did Hold Me, Hold me Now. Yeah. It was like Howard Hold Jones. Hold Me Now. Yeah, yeah. And they did the... You lift me up, oh, lift me up okay. to a higher ground. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought this was bad, sort of vocally as well, oh, yeah. really restrained. Like, and she looked fucking like moody in the video. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of when I was thinking she was trying to take a leaf out of Kim Wilde's book. Yeah, she sort of lost like in that French kissing. She was singing better. Like she was doing more stuff with her voice, she looked amazing, and now like she doesn't look. She looked grumpy as fucking. She looks moody, and yeah. like the song's not very good. What's happening, Debs? What's kind of what's going on? Yeah, a bit of a standard band on the stage video, wasn't it? But with her in an interesting dress. Yeah, yeah there was like a good cut between her in different interesting dresses. Yeah, sort of slaps together some kind of dancey stuff, some rocky stuff, yeah. and some slap mm. bass all in the same play. All the 80s stuff, just get it all in. Yeah, get it all in, get it out of the system before the 90s. Yeah. Uh, apparently this song was written about the actor Harry Dean Stanton, who was oh. in Cool Hand Luke, Kelly's Heroes, The Godfather Part 2, Alien, yeah. Escape from New York, loads of stuff. Oh. I mean, apparently it's about him, but there aren't any specific references to him. I want that man could be any man. Well, this version was a number seven Andy Irma and a number eight on the NZ, number 13 in the UK, and a number two on the US Modern Rock. <laughs> modern Rock. 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 <laughs> modern Rock. <laughs> well, I didn't realise there was such a thing as a modern rock. No. And a number two on the old Kent chart. Yeah. Not that modern, really, either. Well, this is the last Deborah Harry solo thing we'll be seeing. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think it's time for a bit of Sydney Youngblood. If only I could. Yeah. Just got some more hodgepodging on it, haven't they? Yeah. So fucking little bit of Spanish guitar yeah, here, funk yeah. guitar there, house beats, yeah. glock. It did surprise me when the guitar solo came in and it was like a Spanish flamenco <laughs> yeah. guitar solo over or something. It had like quite, quite a dancey beat and... Yeah, it was, it was weird. It didn't really work. No. His voice was weird. It was like yeah. he was trying to sing lower than was comfortable for yeah. him. And he trying to do that like, to be more soulful and go... He sounded a bit like Rick Astley. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. yeah. And he looked and dressed like the Velveteen Dream. Yeah. That's why I thought yeah. like, the video came on. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, like the Velveteen Dream. Purple shirt, bit yeah. bling. Yeah, it was like chest out. Velveteen don't come out of a globe, though, does no. he? No. That would be good if he that, did. That was funny as well in the video, and he's like dribbling a globe like a basketball. Yeah. But he's obviously not very good at dribbling a basketball, and it just looked really, really awkward. I mean, that was the best bit of the video, because most of the time it was just him dancing on a little stage, wasn't it, with like... With his costume on, in his velveteen dream, very costume. low budget. Yeah, but uh, this uh, used the bassline and drum beat from the house track "Break for Love." Did it? Yeah, and that's why yeah. it kind of sounds a bit housey. Oh, did he use the Spanish guitar solo from another song? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Popped them all on there. 
Yeah, I just yeah goes in that massive pile of mediocrity for me. Yeah, like, yeah. didn't didn't annoy me, didn't make me angry, didn't hate it. But you know, who is this guy? Excited. Young blood. I don't know who Sidney Youngblood is. No, I've never heard <laughs> of him. The only thing I know about him is that he was accused of copying Soul to Soul sound, and mm. uh, he responded by remixing his song "Feeling Free." And calling it the Jazzy Who remix in relate in reference to Jazzy B from Soul to Soul, and he made that song sound really like Soul to Soul. So I'm not entirely sure what point he was trying to make there. We've said a lot, you know, about when when old artists are knocking about like Cliff Richard, we should get some young blood in. But this yeah. is not what I meant. Yeah, not Sydney young blood. <laughs> Hello, can someone ring for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney Youngblood. <laughs> I mean, again, uh, the sentiment, you know, he's talking about world peace and stuff, fair enough. But, yeah. but do it, I, I didn't get the passion from him. No. no. This one hit a number two, Andy Ehrman. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, went silver in the UK, where it went to number three. So yeah, pretty big hit. Holy fuck. Yeah. Didn't, enough, didn't make much of a splash in America. Um, and was a th- 28 on the NZ recorded music and uh, no, I had to put it at 122 boys <laughs> <Those one came. laughs> oh, yeah. well you here Kent what's the next one well I will uh, I'll tell you it's uh, Curiosity Killed the Cat with name and number I like numbers uh, <laughs> but not names well, I know right <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find it's Gary that likes names yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. This oh. is this, isn't it? Our oh, boy's curiosity killed the cat back. Yeah. That's fist to pop, right? Is this fist to pop? Yeah. Yeah. But it's they've kind of gone fun. all kind of funky. Yeah, they've gone funky. New yeah. Jack swingy and yeah. yeah. It's um, it sort of started off with some potential, but I don't think it delivered on it. Like, I quite like that sort of that first bit, and then it. it it's diminishing returns after that. Yeah, well, it's that one hook, really, isn't it? Yeah, Which is yeah. very good, but then the rest of the song, meh. And, like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is familiar, I know this, because it's been used on, like, very big hits for other people. There was, like, a big De La Soul hit with this in the mm. 90s called Ring, 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 Ha, Ha, Hey. Yeah. And also, very recently, Little Mix did a version called How You Doing. Really? Which yeah. did quite yeah. well as well. Yeah, that was a was a song. It was a, a song. Yeah, you know that. When I heard this, I thought I don't like it. But I have been for about two days, just sort of walking around, going singing the chorus. It's really <laughs> catchy. It's a real earworm. As, yeah. as you know, I walked into the room singing. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I, I just like hate it's... the singer's voice in Curiosity mm. Killed the Cat. He's got that sort of like almost sort of Rick Astley wannabe thing as well, where he's yeah, sort of he's not too bad. Like, it doesn't annoy me that much. I think it just needed a bit of tweaking. I think it it was needed, you know, someone to come in and make a few nips and tucks here, throw yeah. in another hook, and he might have had something. Yeah, I bet you Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis could have whipped it in the shape. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I don't know if, if you can get a whole three minute pop song out of the concept. I think that's part of it. Like. Oh, you, at first you're like, oh, that's clever, they're talking about phones, but they they run out of metaphors quite quickly. I'm pretty sure these days you could easily do yeah. that. Adam and Joe did <laughs> in the 90s. They managed yeah. to get loads Destiny's out. Child made albums about, like, mishaps that might happen on your yeah. phone. <laughs> and what about the song? Well, that... Ring, 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 my cell phone keeps ringing. Exactly. Yeah, classic. Okay, well, they... Or 
do 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 Rig on, Miss Illy. That one? All, all the classic phone songs. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, maybe Curiosity Killed the Cat can't get three minutes out of, a, yeah. out of the concept. No, there are a surprising amount of phone-based songs, like especially in later years. It's weird, why are we writing about phones so much? It's loads of other stuff. I guess nowadays, you know, people use on their phones all the time. Oh, yeah, so they, they use your fridge all the time. It's not loads of songs about fridges. Yeah, but, fri- like one. but fridges are quite functional. You, Most people fucking love their phones, getting upgrades. Getting the newest phone and all of the yeah, features. Yeah, have all that in the late eighties. Yeah, get the latest huge <laughs> phone that's like yeah. bigger than your arm. <laughs> this, yeah, well, they were in a, they were in a white room, weren't they? With yeah. giant speakers, sort of white background one. And our first sight of the backwards cap phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, they looked so like they tried to look like they were dressed really trendy, but it just yeah. looked. Like so awkward on them, and the yeah. way they were sort of looked like they're in the video. They were just trying to like have loads of fun, but it looked yeah. so forced. Yeah, it's <laughs> recorded into a little dictaphone. Yeah. Well. That's what you had to do in it. You had to record it onto a little tape, and then put it in your answer yeah. machine, and then it would play that tape. Yeah, yeah. We'll All the shit we had to go the, through. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the backwards cap thing. <laughs> uh, well, brought, brought to its. Um, Apotheosis by Fred Durst from Olympus. I wonder when we're going to get some sidewards caps. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was a UK number 14. And it was a number 16, Andy Arma. And that's it. And that's your lot. Yeah. Wow, I'm surprised it didn't do better than that. Cause no. It's, it is fucking, you know, a bit of an earworm. Yeah, and that's your last Curiosity Killed the Cat. Oh, my God. See you, lads. God, getting rid of all this... See you later, Bendy shit. Ben. Yeah, Bendy Ben. <laughs> Just like that murder in 73 Just like that robbery in 62 They're back. It's the beautiful South. Hey. You keep it all in. It's good so song. Uh, they, the the female singer on Beautiful South thing started earlier than I thought. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, they were they were playing that little gambit right from the beginning. Yeah. Well, the Beautiful South thing on their first album, they got her in to record a couple of tracks, so she's on a couple of the songs. Uh, but then apparently it's like really popular and people liked her, so they just asked her to join the band. And she oh, joined. is she the same woman? I wasn't sure. Yeah. I no, no, album. they changed the woman in the nineties. I think uh, she left okay. in the early. 90s and oh, like, okay. a couple of years later and they replaced her with someone else uh, but she's on like the first two or three albums this woman you could get anyone you could get a, like a mega singer Yazin Yazin she just much. sounds like anyone like she could be anyone from like a pub band or anything yeah but yeah, she's sort of get Yaz I think you could get like fucking Gladys Knight or something I think I'm getting uh, what's her face who was really good Sam Brown yeah she was really yeah. good yeah aphrodisiac anyone like. I think her voice is Quite good. And I yeah, it's right. I think she like... sort of fits the band as well, because they're all like, you know, northern, working class, like, you know, thing to them. And that's what the beautiful self are, aren't they? Like, yeah, I guess. Parody. So she sort of, you know, in her look and her sound, I think she sort of fits in with them quite well. Yeah. Whereas if they got like some like super glamorous singer with low, like fucking huge Mariah Carey style singing or something, it would just be really out of place. Ah, I don't know. They don't have to dress, do they, the beautiful self? They look like... like... <laughs> I don't know, like twelve-year-old boy would dress. They're up, yeah. they're from the north. <laughs> I know, but they're they're really like dressed down, aren't they? Well, um, then one is like dressed crazy, like tw- a penguin. Oh yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, I really like this song. I think it's good. I, and I, I like the fact that it's short. It doesn't like no, states welcome. I was disappointed because I really liked song for whoever, and I didn't yeah. think this was as good. No, me neither. Oh, it's not as good as the song for whoever, but I still like the song. It's another one of these sort of quite upbeat songs with the serious subject matter kind of hidden behind the sheen of nice tunefulness. Mm, yeah. It's like in '89, like all the political shit is getting way ramped up. But, like, music seems way less political than it was sort of five or six years ago. But there is still politics in it, but it's being, like, hidden behind all these hooks and things. Like, it's weird. Well, I guess, like, yeah, the beautiful self on. I guess they're sort of less politicky and more just what the average man on the street, that sort of thing, you know, keeping it all in. Yeah. You don't talk about your feelings, do you, if you're a bloke? No, but, yeah, yeah. I just don't like the sort of wryness of it all. It's a bit pet shop boysy, isn't it? I like the fact that they have three singers. It's nice, just different verses. What, as you, so you don't have to pay? That's yeah. good. You get different different voices. It isn't just yeah, one but you get different standards. That's the problem with this. It's like, you know, there's a good single and there's a sort of lacklustre one. I want hit after hit. I like this song. That's what this band are all about, isn't it? Just get making hits. That's their whole sort of plan. So fucking make some. They did. Or was it a hit? Yeah, it did all right. Got top ten in the UK. It went to number eight. Uh, got number three, Andy Irma. It was a number 19 on the US Modern Rock. Oh, <laughs> modern Rock. <laughs> They're back again. It's wet, wet, wet with Sweet Surrender. Yeah. They like their sweets. They had a sweet little mystery, now they've got a Sweet Surrender. Was this song copied from... Uh, not that I'm aware of, but it was all a bit MOR adult contemporary for my taste. <sighs> yeah. Fucking. It really and Mike Pello was annoying. Dollar me. shit. Oh my god. He's got one of the most punchable faces in all of eighties <laughs> music. He always looks so fucking smug. He did. Look like, oh god! Yeah. The whole way through that video is just like he's always sort of like winking at the camera and really yeah. smiling. Yeah. It's just like oh fuck you, Marty Pello. Colonel Sanders necktie yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> and in the video, it was like when he was singing and the rest of the band were doing backing vocals. For some reason they were still with their eyes closed, and he's just yeah. there with his fucking smug eyes open. <laughs> oh, I hate him. Yeah. Well, yeah. What are you seeing about me, Martin? <laughs> Oh, hey, all right, Marty. Oh, oh, yeah. I just heard you through there. I was back in the uh, green room there, and I heard you slagging me off, and I was just wondering, like, I'm just a happy guy. Yeah, happy like that you smiling. made loads of money copying, ripping off people's songs. Yeah, well, permission. you know, I got away with it. Nobody knew. Just <laughs> smiled my way through it. <laughs> Why has he gone all with Gary Scots. now? He's <laughs> <laughs> from Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Get out here, Marty. You can't even do a consistent accent. And fucking, your name's Martin? No, it's Marty Pello. Marty. No one's called Marty, mate. Oh, they are since fucking Back to the Future. Yeah, you be careful, <laughs> right? Because you'll wipe the smile right off this fucking face. <laughs> you don't want to see angry Marty. My name's Mar- not Marty, you prick. No, I'm Marty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Martin. <laughs> uh, I know they were they were popular with the ladies, but um, yeah. I'm not a lady. I've worked nah. in my, one of my last teams I worked with in, in my job. I worked with lots of uh, older ladies, and they used to go to like... See wet 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 
play the O2. And I was like, wait, 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 it's still a thing. I'm like, yeah, we're going to the O2. And I was like, oh, what? Like, is it the Indigo 2 or something? No, the big room. Yeah. And they like, they fucking sell out like five nights in a row at the O2. It's just like yeah. ladies are obviously fancy. Marty I Pan. mean, he's it's good looking. He's good looking. Yeah. He's, he's, he's fit, but he knows it. That's yeah, he's just so fucking smug. Yeah, he's a bit of a shit eating. He's like looking yeah. there. He's seeing all these women in the crew and he's like, yeah, hey, I could have you. Easy, just like that. Yeah, I'm a confident gay. <laughs> Longest uh, number one in of all time in the UK. Stick that up your ass. Was it long, the longest? Uh, I don't know. It was at one point. Was it longer than everything I do? I do it for you. Oh, fuck knows. I don't know. Yeah, didn't it beat that and then they deleted it after it beat it or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, unremarkable <laughs> video. It's more sort of band performing. They had this sort of green screened in the background. Yeah. It was like... Is it supposed to be the outlines of a mountain range or something in black? I don't oh, know. yeah. Weird yeah. swimming ninja. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. the lady with some red sheets sort of swimming yeah. around. Looked like she was dressed like a ninja in a flowy bedsheet ninja costume with a ninja yeah. mask on, just sort of swimming around, but they weren't underwater because no. it was all green screened. Mm. Yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, it was a normal one, Andy Arama. Oh, fuck you. Get us in there. Sweet surrender. I love how angry you get with the charts, Martin. It's like, what, you can't do anything about them. They are what they are. They've got this for number one. It's like, the worst song we've had You're so like far. Noel Edmonds on Deal or No Deal, where he's like, right, we don't want to see us. We don't want to see 20,000 <laughs> yeah. now. We don't want to see that. No, we're not going to have that. Oh, 20,000. Yeah. And like, that sort yes, of for gave his career. For like, uh, yeah. last 30 years. Noel Edmonds a second second like career and he's a huge deal now oh, that would be so great. if I keep doing this he might be as big as Noel Edmonds that was, that was what his you second looking? win that'd be a great that's what you should call his band Noel Edmonds second win great. <laughs> we're looking for on this one Martin oh, it's the UK what do you think an even number odd number it's sure, it? number one is it what an odd number I don't know if we need one of them right now <laughs> hang on <laughs> let's call the banker it's number six, mate. Oh, it's number six. Was well, that Ken? Ken, it's the banker. <laughs> yeah. We've all it. <laughs> all right, Ken. Don't be amazing if I deal or no deal. <laughs> all right, no. I'll, get, I'll give him 10,000. Ten I'll give him 10 on my Ken. <laughs> all right, David. Uh, David, it's, it's just your box now. It's the last box for wet, wet, wet. So let's really hope it's a good number alright boys I mean we've been here all week together and I feel like we've become really good friends I really hope that this is a good number for you I'm going to open it up now it's number 7 boys oh. number 7 on the Kent wow Kent <laughs> oh Kent or no Kent <laughs> ah, there we go right that's it fucking we'll still get these so boys shit loads of wet 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 to oh, come, yeah Ugh. plenty Okay, let's have some Queen. Yeah. yeah. Breakthrough. Yeah. Not spell right, but I'll no. let it slide. Yeah. yeah. It's down with the kids, isn't it? Yeah, it's like they came up with sort of cool, sweet mm. text speak. This is, uh, <laughs> this is one of the first Queens that, well, I'd probably heard other Queen songs before this, but the first one where I was knowingly Queen, because I, I was a big Oasis man when I was 10, you know. I, I was into all my Britpop and that. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, you know when you had, because they were like the first band that wasn't from my parents. But then I knew, had friends whose favourite band was Status Quo and stuff. So clearly that's from my parents. But yeah, James Daintree, he, uh, he recorded a couple of Queen songs for me and it was this and Who Wants to Live Forever. Wow. Yeah. 
put on a tape and this uh, and who wants to live forever what a weird yeah like, <laughs> I'll give you some of the best <laughs> Queen I'll give you a seven minute ballad and then like this one <laughs> this sort of yeah it's alright it's not, show their range it's uh, not, yeah. it's not the best Queen song is it um, well I liked the whole acapella intro bit yeah which is like that's a separate bit that Freddie was working on he was like let's shove it at the start of this Roger Taylor yeah. song but I've, I've always hated the bass sound yeah it's a horrible it's a horrible Boop, 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 boop. I don't mind it. I did think it's with right. that intro, it started and I was like, oh, is this a Freddy song then? It sounds a lot like, you know, mm. those Freddy songs, like it's a hard life or something like that. Yeah. And then it dropped in and I was like, oh, it doesn't, doesn't sound quite so Freddy anymore. No, I thought it was a good mix of sort of classic Queen with a bit of 80s funniness sort of, you know, yeah. chucked in. I mean, there's some pretty like weird Queen that comes out of this sort of era. Yeah. You know, I think it's is... just when you get Queen with that like 80s sort of production sound it just sounds a bit weird to me it's, it's weird I could handle the production on like Radio Gaga or something like that but it's just something about that particular bass sound but um, it's Queen so you know you've got Freddie giving it his all yeah great yeah. vocals oh Again, yeah like, he just seems to get better and better and, and yeah. then he dies yeah yeah it's a shame really yeah but he's just kind of pushing it's like he's pushing it now because he's got nothing to lose mm. like it doesn't matter if he fucks his voice up He's just going for it. He's just singing as hard as he can all the time, which sounds amazing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah this is kind of a Freddie and Roger co-jobby, this one. Yeah. The video for this is uh, awesome. Like, oh, just, yeah. Just riding on a fucking train playing yeah. the song. Oh, yes, Although the mate. amount of times they reuse that bit of footage where they've got now written on a like a train, a tunnel that's like bricked up and the train smashes through. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't like that bit, though, because they said like it looked really shit and fake. But also... The air coming, being pushed through the tunnel by the train broke the wall before the train could break the wall, so it looked a bit shit. They, they yeah, still used they still it about seven it times. It was weird, like though, because the video started with what I guess was some that sort of... That raccoon lady. Yeah, she like a model or something? Uh, no, like... Yeah, she's Roger Taylor's girlfriend, okay. Debbie Lang. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah, she's just like laying on a train track and then gets up and it's all being all sexy and then it just cuts to Queen playing on a train yeah. and then towards the end of the song she's on the train for a little bit like while they're playing just like stood with them and I was like so what What was the point in that bit? Or was it just be... Roger Taylor was uh, trying to get in her pants and was like yeah I'll put you in a video <laughs> well in the Bohemian Rhapsody film Roger Taylor's a complete womaniser I don't know if that was if he genuinely was but I imagine he, he might have been but Roger Taylor approved the script yeah because he was all one about the ladies yeah he was on the guys that, um, but yeah would you think that'd be a little treat for the train spotters you're like you're going out and watch a train so oh always oh, Queen on there <laughs> great. or would you just be like Queen go past and then you go Oh my god, that was an S series, nineteen eighty seven, Buller engine. Oh, I right. can't believe it. Get off that train! You're ruining it. Get <laughs> <Freddy laughs> <and> the train. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see that? It was a diesel. <laughs> there is that. There is that. Video of that guy, that train spotter guy on YouTube who like has waited 20 years to see a particular train and the train goes by and he's just like, oh my god! <laughs> he's so excited! It's great. He's weird as uh, well. They're all wearing shirts and uh, waistcoats. Waistcoats, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite get. Well, last time it was shirts. <laughs> this time it's waistcoats. This was in a computer game. 
called Queen. The eye. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jacob spilt his, spit his fucking stuff up again. I know, right? It's <laughs> just the thought of a Queen video game. Yeah, I know. I know about the eye. I've, I, I knew this existed. It didn't surprise me. It didn't make me spit drink out. <laughs> I know they had a Frankie game, but bloody oh. hell. Yeah, yeah, this had it had five CDs of remixed Queen shit on it. Five CDs. Yeah, um, it had I think wasn't it released after Freddie died? The game. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was in like ninety eight. This so it's in like the fallow period where yeah, they didn't have much going on. So like, yeah. well, we'll focus on the video game. Well, Brian May had already been sort of involved in the game, hadn't he? he was oh, involved Rise in of the Rise Robots. Of the Robots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like the story for the game Queen the Eye would have lots of elements that would end up in We Will Rock You. Uh, so it's all like a weird post-apocalyptic and Queen's music saves the world sort of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really want to play that game now. Well, perhaps we could do a Let's Play and put it on YouTube. Yeah, we'll do a Let's Play the Eye. Five hours of Queen songs and <laughs> playing this fucking game. Right, well, that was a number seven in Is the UK. Uh, this was uh, number six, Andy Irma. Yeah, and a number 45 on the NZ. And oh, I gave it a number 45 on the Ken as well, boys. Oh, harsh Ken. Number yeah. 45. But the Canon, though, we gave it number 80. Number 80. Yeah. Canada, you like the... Perhaps it's because it's got that like 80s bass sound. Yeah. Right? No, you've ruined. You've ruined the rock sound. Yeah. Didn't get on the billboard at all. Sorry, Queen. They fucking don't get the recognition you deserve. It's time for Big Voice, Big Head, Tina Turner. Yeah. With not simply the best, and I'll tell you why it's not that later, just the best. Yeah, the everyone, best. Everyone calls it simply the best. Yeah, it's like First Blood. It's the first blood of <laughs> <Yeah>. songs. <laughs> and it's quite similar in that it's uh, it's based on Tina Turner's experiences in uh, coming back from the Vietnam War. Right. They sent her over as a weapon, using her powerful voice to... <laughs> To blast Viet Cong soldiers yeah. out of trees, and using stuff. her like big powerful legs to spring up yeah. above the canopy and see if there's yeah. any Kong up in the trees. Who <laughs> knows about Tina Turner and Nan? Jesus, we're well, going by the video. We perhaps they uh, used her as a horse to ride into battle. Well, that was yeah, weird, wasn't it? It was a bit like what at times I was just going, is it, is it horse or is it Tina? I can't, I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just so weird to be like. like Oh look! Here's some horse's legs. Here's Tina like Turner's legs. Like that here's Beyonce a Beyonce video. Horse's it? breast. Here's Tina Turner's breasts. It's but like... it's a uh, it's a big song. It's a song that I'm sure everybody knows. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of uh, the Office. David Brent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew this song long before because how can oh, you yeah. not know this song? The uh, the reason I said it's not called simply the best is because apparently um, the writers of it. Realised they weren't getting any royalties, even though it's a big radio hit. And the reason was, they the radio programs are writing it down as simply the best. Oh, so it's a good lesson in just name your name your song. What it what, it's fucking obvious that yeah. it should be called simply the best. Yeah. But it's written by Mike Chapman and Holly Knight. I think Holly Knight's cropped up before. She's written right. loads of stuff. And Mike Chapman used to write songs for like the Sweet and Mud stuff in the seventies. Okay. Chin and Chapman, and yeah, they've both done a lot of writing. 
Yeah, I did. Uh, I did like the juxtapositions of the horse's body and Tina, I Tina's legs, horse legs. Like, I didn't get it. What was she's got big strong legs? Because she's big strong, big strong legs, and like she's got this thing where Tina can look like really strong but incredibly ungainly at the same time. She's a bit like Andre the Giant in that thing, <laughs> in that like she looks like she might fall over. But she, if you don't want to get behind her, because she'll fucking kick you. So <laughs> if she can't see, because her eyes are at the front, if you get round behind her, she'll spook. She'll spook, and then she'll <laughs> kick you. Well, this is this has got a big chorus, you know. I just like a big chorus, which a lot of other. This is what I mean when a song should have a big chorus. Yeah, it's big and it builds to it. I don't know if I like it or not because it's so familiar to me. Yeah. yeah. But I think it is I well written. I didn't realise there was a, sac- a saxophone solo in. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Bit when the saxophone popped in, I was like, oh, nice. Didn't realise there was a saxophone. Well, yeah, she sort of nicked this one, hasn't she? Bonnie Tyler did it a year yeah. before. But really? didn't have a hit with it. Yeah. And Tina was like, hey, I'm having that. I'm a gra- another gravelly-voiced singer. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if they did a duet? <laughs> it just sounded like the TV's not on a channel. <laughs> <laughs> but did anyone actually understand what the video was about why they were just juxtapositioning between a horse and Tina Turner Harry's explained to show this. like how <laughs> she is quite a lot like a horse was and also how her big strong legs are like a horse's legs and then she rode a horse at the end yeah and it's like yeah it's like the Beyonce Shakira video where you don't know whether it's Beyonce <laughs> is it Shakira this one it's like is it Tina is it the horse <laughs> no, it, it spawned that popular pub game didn't it you know Tina Rolls. Rolls. <laughs> yeah. but she did actually do a duet of this song with someone oh yeah yes yeah. in uh, was it Mr Mr oh no it wasn't Mr Ed was he yet <laughs> no it wasn't with Mr Ed she did a duet with Australian rock singer Jimmy Barnes oh Jimmy Barnes uh, yeah oh, I remember that boys oh, yeah I remember that, that. One. that was to promote the uh, 1992 New South Wales Rugby League season yeah, a great yeah. season in <laughs> New South Wales Rugby League I remember the Wollongong Pirates almost got to the got to the finals got to the Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. again you know Wollongong Pirates even though it's inland <laughs> I don't get why it's always so maritime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is also a bit of an anthem for um, Rangers, Glasgow Rangers Football Club, whose supporters got it back to the top ten again in 2010 um, after even a campaign though, to get it up there not again. The best, no. Uh, other people. Uh, this is a good song for people to run out to or come yeah. out onto the stage to. Uh, PSV Eindhoven do. Uh, the boxer Chris Eubank used to use it. Yeah, Chris Eubank. He used to time his time it all, so it went oh, the best when he got up there and shit. And uh, Japanese pro wrestler Osamu Nishimura uses wow. it as well. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, and Larry Zabisco used to yeah. come out to it. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's a good match. You know, like if if you're gonna have, we know Tina can't really do subtlety, so it's you've got to have a song with a certain amount of bombast to it. Yeah, I think I think that works. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that Scottish, uh, the Glasgow Rangers one in 2010. That was a number one in Scotland. A number one yeah, in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, number nine in the UK, top ten again. Um, also, that, <laughs> the Jimmy Barnes one was uh, number 14 on the Kent. Oh, <laughs> number 11 on the NZ. So it's been a hit quite a few times. But this time... It was, uh, got a load of fours. Really? Yeah. Uh, number five, Andy Irma. 
number four on the Canada. Uh, number four on the Kent. On the Kent, yeah. Before. And uh, in, New- in New Zealand, we went four times seven, mate. We'll keep it, keep it with the fours, twenty-eight. And in the UK, we said, no, nah, we can't keep the fours. Got to be five. Got to be five. Five. I would have thought this would have been like a huge hit. But I guess it's just because, yeah, because w- what it is, you just hear it on any sort of montage about, yeah, like sporting wins or anything mm. like that. Yeah, and uh, in America, it was a number fifteen, boy. Yeah, I bet it's like licensing. It's made oh. more money from licensing than it ever did oh, from yeah. actually coming out Shit physically. Fun, yeah. yeah. Transvision Vamp. Wow. And Born to be Sold. God. <sighs> they like their three chord songs, don't they? Yeah. They always got is... a little three chord riff going on. Yeah. This is sort of quite a down tempo kind of number. She just sort of talks all She's over. She's so yeah. whispers in this yeah. horrible voice. It's yeah. fucking terrible. Singing. I don't get it because she can sing. She sings on other ones. So yeah, just the sing. other one, I didn't love the song, but the other one was a lot better. They get I a lot care. of um, yeah. They get a lot of mileage out of the three chords. They do some like high stabs at one point. They do a little surfy riff. Yeah, but yeah, it just annoys me. Pop songs where they don't even bother to sing. It's I like, think what's the point? even even bad singers like Britney at least try and sing. You know, I think yeah, they sort of just get all of their sales out of her being sexy because in the video they just put her up front in lots of sort of outfits where yeah. they're quite. You know, revealing. Yeah, she was looking lovely again. A little sort of, you know, bikini with just a feather boa. She's always got gloves on. They like putting her in sexy gloves. Perhaps she's got really mangled hands. Something like that. Right. (laughs) You're really sexy. But those hands. Those hands. You've got the hands of a fucking 60 year old builder. Right. So (laughs) stick some gloves on them. Lovely stuff. Because she's always got gloves on. It's weird. She's got like an outfit where she's got like a. Jeans and like a top on, and then like like velvet gloves, and you know it's like that doesn't really work. Yeah, it was sort of about different. They name check a lot of celebrities in it. That was pretty much oh, the yeah. whole thing. It's just yeah. name checking yeah. random. <laughs> yeah. Before I think before Madonna does Vogue and does a little rap about Jimmy Dean, so they got in there early. Yeah, is this before uh, Billy Joel didn't? Did we didn't start the fire? Where he just lists the I event. Think we didn't start the fire before this, yeah, but. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty flimsy, isn't it? Yeah. There's not really a lot to it. Bit of fluff. It's a bad yeah. song. I really didn't. Podcast that does every, um, does one episode on every yeah. reference in, uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. And they've been quite complimentary, so that's a good channel. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. nice guys. Good lads. Good song as well. I like that song. Yeah. I like Billy Joel. Yeah, so listen to Firestarters. They've been bigging us up, so I'll big them up. Cool. Big up yourselves. Yeah. And if Wendy James has a podcast, we'll be happy to listen. Wendy <laughs> James, the week in gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Glove watch. Wendy James. Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot more to say about this, really. No, it's, it's just not, nice. not very good. Not really not a very good song. It's a shame as well, because like, the other one wasn't amazing, but it was quite fun. Yeah, at least yeah. had some singing in yeah. it. Baby, yeah. I don't care. And, you know. and they did one before that, didn't they? It's our third, third go. Well, this was a UK number 22. Uh, and number 12, Andy Irma. And oh, God, I'll say, pff, what, uh, 108, 108? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Um, yeah. So the UK label actually stalled on their third album, which was a lot more kind of down tempo and stuff. So yeah, maybe a bit more like this. Um, didn't want to release it. Released it in Australia and New Zealand where it did okay. But then by the time the UK label had decided that they might actually release it after all, they'd 
decided to split up and they split up in early 92. And Wendy James went on to release a solo album written by Elvis Costello in wow. 93. Mm. So that's it for Transvision Vamp. Well, from one Wendy to another. Mm. It's Wendy and Lisa. Yeah. And Waterfall 89. <sighs> Originally released in 87. You know who Wendy and Lisa are, don't you, Martin? No. They were in, they're in Prince's band. They're a big part of Prince and okay. the Revolution. Yeah. In Purple Rain. They, uh, they were in that and everything. Yeah. Okay, my knowledge of... Uh, Prince isn't, isn't that comprehensive. I've never really listened to Prince. Oh, I, I just feel like I should. There's some good prints. Yeah. It, some shit prints as well. Some, some fingerprints. Yeah. But, um, Double prints. <laughs> They're always interesting. This went to an interesting chord at the end of the chorus. Yeah. But it was a bit, bit downbeat for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, basically it was Waterfall 87 with some slap bass on. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> you know, Cause not, the video I saw was for the original one. Yeah. And not then, that I've um, ever heard that song before yeah I saw the video for 87 rather than yeah. the 89 one yeah, yeah. saw sort of them play, one's playing the piano one's playing the guitar and her yeah. bra which yeah. I think was always quite a good combination yeah and it was just such an awkward video there's the bit where she plays a solo yeah. it looks like she keeps like looking off camera or maybe a director yeah. or something she like keeps looking around just looks really awkward like she doesn't yeah. want to be stood in front of her camera playing it was a solo. pretty cheap sort of video yeah really. well, I, I didn't mind the song but compared to Prince oh yeah it didn't have that that Prince touch no it wasn't touched by Prince Lisa and Wendy were a couple were they yeah, yeah. they looked they quite similar I thought they might have been related I think maybe they just had the same haircut yeah no and Wendy had a twin sister called Susanna who was banging Prince oh wow so like it was all this big thing you know yeah all this I'd bang Prince if I, well he's dead now but I would have yeah, banged Prince still give him a yeah. go he was uh, he'd be into that sort of kinky shit he, he, he was small but he made up for it in the, in the charisma yeah and yeah. the cock I'll never know I'll never know <laughs> <The> proper... <laughs> well you know if he was, it was that big he wouldn't have had to have their ribs removed would he oh god <laughs> they all yeah, it was a little cult of people that did that, weren't they? I, when I was at school, the rumour was that it was Marilyn, Marilyn Manson, Manson who yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sure it's a load of shit. But I'm sure like <laughs> oh, Marilyn, the sort yeah. of person like Marilyn Manson would probably want to <laughs> perpetuate that like rumour because it's oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's him, crazy you know. press for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they're proper songwriters, though, and session musicians mm. did work for loads of different artists. Yeah. Um, Seal, Pearl Jam and Gwen Stefani, to name but a few. Mm. This didn't even chart as high as it did in 87. Wow. It was three places lower at number 69 in the UK chart. Yeah, and that is the last we'll be seeing from Wendy and Lisa. They did keep going for a little bit. They were working on an album with Trevor Horn of all people. Wow. Yeah. But they shelved it and it led to a lot of acrimony between them and Horn and his wife, who they alleged were both very homophobic. Okay, she's back. It's Kate Bush with the sensual, sensual world. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. Well, I really like Kate Bush. I don't quite get 
how she was a massive pop star because no. she was very unconventional. Yeah. But um, this song sort of casts a weird little spell on me, takes me into its little sensual world. Yeah. Um, she wrote it. That's what I like. Nowadays, your, uh, your female pop stars have got about 10 people writing their songs. Not Kate Bush. She no. wrote it all, produced it, co-directed the video. Yeah. Proper artist, Kate Bush. Co-directed it with Peter Richardson. Yeah. Co-creator of the comic strip. Wow. Yeah. He was the one from the comic strip that wasn't in the young ones. Oh, what the like, weird... <laughs> he always plays them characters in it for some weird reason. Yeah, yeah, she was going to base it on Ulysses, but they wouldn't let her. Um, but well, she... they, they did eventually. Yeah. Because she re-recorded a bunch of songs from this album and the Red Shoes. Yeah. And main impetus behind that was she'd got permission to actually use the words she wanted to use. But she didn't do a bad job on the lyrics. It's very interesting imagery. Probably the only time you'll hear the word Machiavellian yeah. in a pop song. Yeah. It talks about wearing a sunset and, yeah. oh, it's just all very sensual. It's, it's the slip. spark took life in my hand. Yeah, slipped between my breasts. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like it, Mark? <laughs> come on my bum. That's not sensual. That's not sensual. That's just rude. I didn't <laughs> like it that much. It was okay, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I thought the singing was, once again, not as bad as the uh, Transvision Vamp, but it wasn't, it was quite sort of talky singing. For a good singer, there wasn't a lot of singing going no, on. No. But there uh, was some very nice sort of yeses and things. Yeah. And it's meant to be sensual though, isn't it? Like, and she does a good job of that. Is it too sexy to be a sex, like, is it too obviously sexy to be a sex song on the sex mix? I don't, I wouldn't go on a sex mix. It's not well, like. Why it's got all that snake hipped Indian shit in it? No, and like, she's going, Whoo. If I'm making it's a sex not... mix, it's going to be all sexy R&B, you know. No, you're not the right person to ask. Genuine. Think... Pony is going to have Blackstreet. Well, Jake, Jacob would have a romantic sex mix, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Um, Can I put I, it on there? I think I think you could do. I like a sensual sex mix. I like have most of Vespertine by Björk on there. And uh, this would fit with it. Yeah. I think I think it's... Some Cigarettes is quite good odds. For them I, um, sort of ones. No, what are you shaking your head for? I've had plenty of fucking. <laughs> no, you need sexy R&B on the sex mix. That's all you want. <laughs> Off the sex mix for a while. I think I've heard this no. song. Heard this song before, and I think it's a bit of a grower. Like the more I hear it, yeah. When I first yeah. heard it. I, w- I was like, oh, this isn't as good as our other stuff, but it 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 works its way in. I think first time I listened to it, I don't didn't like it as much and uh, you know I've listened to it three times now and I'd say you know it's not like I think it's a terrible song uh, I quite like it but as far as Bush goes <laughs> I, I, there's a lot again, there's songs I like a lot more by Kate Bush again I'm amazed that this ever charted like, yeah it just seems yeah. like feels like a weird song to chart even going back to Wuthering Heights it seems really weird that that was a number one like it, it's kind of really improbable that she's done all this kind of really arty kind of different stuff and had chart success while doing it yeah but gotta admire the woman I did like the video yeah she's sort of wearing some burgundy velvet in the woods and then it catches fire yeah yeah and she's just sort of dancing all the way through the woods the whole time yeah having a little dance in the woods yeah Um, (laughs) doing a backwards dance she's not even looking where she's going that's that's skilled dancing dancing backwards yeah that's what an old man used to say to me women all they all they know how to do is wear a skirt and dance backwards. I never knew what it meant 
And I still don't, even though she's dancing backwards in this video, I still don't know what he meant by that. But I'm pretty sure it was sexist. Yeah, I was going to say, is that some sort of referring to, you know, moving backwards? like twerking? Onto a penis? I mean, I would say it was a reference to, like, sort of twerky dance, but this guy was in his 80s. No, no, no. If you dance, the man is doing all the leading... So it's the girl who has to step back all the time. Oh, he steps forward. that's probably what he's making reference to. Oh, you've cracked it. I never knew what he meant by that. Is that do you know that from Scottish country dancing classes? No. No, no it's <laughs> Jacob's a big old traditional sexist. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same guy that I met in a shop who was uh, probably in his 70s and told me that you could tell when women were lesbians because they wore trousers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was like, like, surely there's so much contrary well, evidence to your theory. To be fair, in Lisa and Wendy's video, she was wearing trousers with her bra yeah. when she was playing guitar in her bra. It does sound like that guy. Oh, did you hear that helicopter? They're looking for Gary Barlow. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. He's stepping up his uh, campaign of mayhem. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little uh, sidestep into a parallel universe, this. It's like, am I on a now? It's it's really uh, odd but pleasurable for Be me. Be fair, all the bush we've had on these nows, like you know, they say, they do all feel quite out of place on the now, don't they? And you had the one with Gabriel. Oh yeah, this is very out of place. We had the one running up that hill, which is a fucking great song, but yeah. it doesn't sound like a song. Um, that's not, a bit more. It's not like Curiosity song. Killed the Cat. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I'm always up for a bit of bush. Oh yeah, I'd be happy. I mean, I don't think we're going to get a huge amount because we're starting to get to the point where she's leaving years and years between albums. I think yeah. she does another one in about 93 and then her next album is 2005. Yeah. Well, it was a number 12 in the UK. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. It's a number 58 in Canada. Uh, number six, Andy Arama. Yeah. That old favourite. Uh, and a number six on the billboard, boy. Yeah. Nice. Well, they like push, push in America. Yeah. I've had to go 44 for this one, boys. Yeah. And that is the last we'll be hearing of Kate Bush. And she did make the red shoes in 1993 and she didn't make another album until 2005. It's another return from the fine young cannibals. No. I'm not the man I used to be. This yeah. was just on the CD. A little exclusive oh, for the CD geez. purchases. Ah, was this one that was not on the yeah. others? He certainly isn't the man he used to be, because he used to make banger hits, and yeah. this one's pretty boring. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a terrible song. No. It's kind of a melancholic... It's almost like trip-hop, because it's got that sort of dancey beat running through it. Um, that's the beat from... Funky Drummer. Yeah. Oh, really? Which is used on tons of songs. Yeah, it's like the most sampled thing ever. Yeah. And I don't think that the drummer has... I think the drummer might be Clyde Stubblefield, but he hasn't <laughs> had um, his good name. He's not seen a lot from it. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Well, it just sort of lets his voice be front and centre and do its thing. Like, it's interesting enough, I think, to kind of carry it. You know, it's just not as good as oh, they're really good stuff but it's alright it's alright but I had so such high hopes for Fine Young Cannibals mm. the first like three songs we got of them on Nails were like all really good yeah they were Blue, good hit rate Johnny Come Home Drives Me Crazy how many other bands have you got like three really good ones out of Queen, Queen obviously Queen yeah but not a lot of these you know maybe that's the thing about being a pop band you're going to have one or two great things 
Yeah. yeah. Again, it's 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 kind of uh, interests me that you know they they were being on the charts and on the nows because he's got a really unconventional voice. I like it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I like it. But again, it's not your kind of standard. No, it's, it's the sort of voice that could put someone off. Yeah, this video was weird as well because the last video was just like them playing and then loads of footage of guys on mopeds from like the 60s or something and this one was just them playing the song and loads of black and white footage of like people breakdancing and standing next to graffiti yeah a bit of body popping and a bit of sad Roland yeah that's all you need but it was sort of a bit weird (laughs) because actually body popping and breakdancing and graffiti are all sort of associated with hip hop yeah this song was not hip hop it was trip hop. The old uh, black and white video trend refuses to die. Yeah. That's still a thing. Everyone's just like, oh, moody. Black and white. Instant art. <laughs> I did that when I used to make, you know, short films. I'd like change stuff to black and white. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't anything interesting. But maybe they were sort of, I don't know, maybe they were thinking like, this is the future. We've had like big day glow, mm. sort of ostentatious shit. And like the nineties is going to be really classic and like all very clean lines and things. No, it, it would be just as mental and fucking day glow as the eighties, but maybe they haven't realized that yet. I guess so. Yeah. Well, this was UK number 20. So, yeah, you know, yeah. number 35 in the Canada and number eight on the Irma. So who that was? On the Irma. <laughs> uh, number 54 on the billboard, boy. And, uh, well, I'll give it a 109. <laughs> 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 he just doesn't disappoint. That's the last we'll be seeing of the fine young cannibals. Oh. These fine young boys have gone. They disbanded in 92. Really? Yeah. Well, I did, thought they'd gone well on what into did the Roman 90s. Get, get up to after that then? Uh, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, it's Mark Owen. Oh, God. Hello. Have you seen Gary? We've been looking for him. He's supposed to be around his mum's, but he's not there. Uh, no, no. Oh, I'm very, very worried about him. him. He, he was hanging out with him uh, a while back in Wollongong. Yeah. Oh, I told you, boys. I, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, I know I'm worried about it. And I've got something to do with the Gary Preservation Society, but I don't know anything more than that, I'm afraid, Mark. Well, he's not been here tonight, then. No, I just don't think we've just we've just had Marty Pello in being uh, threatening us, and that's it, really. Have you checked his bed? I think he might be stoned in bed again for a year. <laughs> no, that's the oh. first place I checked. <laughs> I checked all his haunts. I checked that little wall round the back near the woods where he smokes lungs. <laughs> I couldn't find him. Or well, we can't find him anywhere. And we're getting very worried because, as you can hear, there's helicopters around, and it's not good. So I hope we find him. Okay, Sorry, yeah. we couldn't help you, Mark. Yeah, if we hear from him, we'll, we'll let you know, him, Mark. Won't you? Say you hit Clementine <laughs> oh I could do couldn't I I could slather myself in baby oil <laughs> put me little crop top on and jiggle around to the strains of Clementine for you but I haven't got time I've okay. got to go and meet Gary okay maybe, got to go and find him maybe next time Mark yeah okay <laughs> nice to see you <laughs> you're alright Mark yeah. you're alright good lad thanks thanks see you later boys see you later yeah. right. <laughs> oh, he's nice yeah yeah Then Jericho, yeah, sugar box. Then Jericho came along with their sugar box. Fucking Jericho! Right here we go. We're into the fucking nasty middle of the road schmaltz fest that is the end of this album. Yeah, 
this yeah. is real hard going. Yeah. It's just pace. I have dull, so little to say about this stuff. It's so shit. This is, I, but not even so shit that you can point out and be like, oh, this no. is terrible. This is just so middle of the road. This was actually the video with the black mountain silhouette yeah. and the red sky. I got that yeah. wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like the coffee mountain in like, is it red yeah. mountain coffee or whatever on the box? It looked like that. Yeah, it's just dull. What are then Jericho? What was that then Jericho all about? Because we don't... had a then Jericho song on we the have. last one. Yeah, I don't remember I don't that remember one remember that at all, yeah. Just oh, remember the they're name. just another fucking China crisis, aren't they? Well, I'd say they're worse than China crisis, and that's saying something, because China crisis is a shit. Just, ugh. It's, it's a no from me. Yeah. It's so, so like... Sort <laughs> Hit of... miss or maybe. <laughs> Definitely a miss. This Definitely. is it's kind of like this whole end of the decade thing, isn't it? Like, everything gets really homogenised and... You know, it's like, oh, no no time for new ideas just yet. We'll just wait a little bit. Like, it's like they've got it down to a T. Like, the end of the 90s gets like this. You end up with, like, pop stars and fucking hearsay and, like, everything gets so fucking plastic and shitty until, like, you're not allowed to... Well, wait, wait till the next decade and then we'll start trying some other stuff. But, like, let's just fucking... Oh, we've got the this. first discs soon, but... Yeah. Just soft rock guff yeah. like stuff that's coming in. It's oh there's so many songs that sound like it as well. Yeah. Yeah, nothing for me. Yeah. No. Can't be honest with it, mate. Not yeah. to invest. Action Man Crotch again. <laughs> <laughs> UK number twenty two, and that is it. And that's the last we'll be seeing of then Jericho. Hey. Got rid of them. Will we hear from Chris Jericho and no. Fuzzy? Then Jericho with Sugar Box. We're yeah. sticking with the boxes now, but yeah. now we're living in a box. Hey. Oh, God. Room in your heart. I've got no room in my heart for this nonsense. I no. wrote Drossy Ballad, Comedy yeah. Snare Sound. Yeah, do we really need another one of these songs right now? Just yeah. fucking add one. Ugh. The video made me laugh for this one. It's all in sepia, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was like monkeying really, around a nice city. It really reminded me of when David Brent did his music video for If You Don't Know Me By Now, like, how bad he is at just, like, looking into the camera yeah. and miming. Oh, like, the guy, is, the guy was so bad at miming. It was really It's so cheesy. It, like, yeah, it's the most cliched 80s yeah. balladeering fucking, oh. And it just, like, the singer just looked like someone's dad. He didn't look like a, like, trendy pop star or anything. He just looked yeah. like, you know, someone's dad who's probably in his late 30s. Just, oh, God, Yeah. <sighs> Well, yeah, it's fucking schmaltz in it. it, you know, to the point where it was used in a US daytime serial called wow. Santa Barbara, which yeah. I can only imagine is about female Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that show. I would Santa Barbara. <laughs> Barbara Windsor. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my North Pole. <laughs> I was thinking more of Carry On style. You know. Yeah, all right. Oh, boobs are always popping out. Boing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's a big sack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've dear. got a couple of big presents here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who co-wrote this big pile of wank? Some cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Albert Hammond. Oh, oh him again. Yeah, him again. Uh, he's not giving birth to stroke. He's writing crap, isn't he? Yeah. This was uh, UK number five, went silver. What? Yeah. Who's buying this shit in the UK? Yeah. We didn't even have Santa Barbara. <laughs> and it was standard Irma number 
I've always uh, got to be number six. Number six, yeah. yeah. Just put it in at six. Addicted to the number six. Uh, yeah, that's the last we'll be hearing of living in a box. They broke up due to changes at their record label Chrysalis and also artistic differences in Classic. 1990. Do you think changes at their record label meant they were dropped from their record label? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their record label did want them to be signed to them and then they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah cheers living in a box fucking hell trying to put me to sleep yeah there you go Last one is uh, Richard Marks. Yeah, one next. of the Marks brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're right here waiting. Yeah, so, don't I, bother. I just stop waiting for me because I'm not coming. <laughs> oh, I don't mind this song. Uh, it had the familiarity thing. That yeah, sort of. It's more know. memorable than the others. I think it sounded like a Brian Adams ballad. Had that kind of Brian Adams. M-O-R yeah, thing. yeah. I don't He's mind. got the gravelly voice. I don't mind a few few of the Adams back catalogue though. I think yeah, I would have. Yeah, looked... but this isn't a good. I didn't say it was a good Brian Adams. Oh no! I think I would have looked more favourably upon it had it not come after two other incredibly fucking boring songs. <laughs> I think I looked more favourably upon it because of that. Because I was like, oh, it's another sort of badly one, but it's a lot, a lot better than those. It's Gosh. been covered a lot. This song. I yeah. don't know if Harry's written down some of the uh, covers. No, I don't. No, but um, yeah, pe- plenty of people have done it. I don't, but it didn't do a lot for me. I, like, I, I don't mind a little Rocky ballad, but this didn't even have all the fun 80s like power fills and no, it was big pretty, guitar pretty solos. stripped down, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I don't want it stripped down. Piano and singing yeah. most of the way through. I did like the video that he was sort of, just looked like he was playing like in this huge arena, but no one was oh, there yeah. and he was just on stage. So I was just thinking like, oh, ticket sales didn't go too well. <laughs> no one came, but he's a pro, so he's still doing the show. But man, he's got a lot of fans. Like, I don't know who they are, but they like him. This yeah. this man sold over 30 million records in yeah, his career. In the video, there was a lot of like, you know, him all over the world. Yeah, huge, sort of, like, you know, people going crazy yeah, for people him. People with t-shirts with him on and stuff. But this is what people like. This is what sells. What sells isn't like, uh, occasionally... It, what sells is like an undeniably good pop song but most of the time it's just wallpaper music it's just like something to have on the background that's not going to like give you any ear problems yeah you know it's just... well I can tell you that it was a noble one in Canada oh, fuck off Canada <laughs> it was a gold gold record yeah, yeah, it's a pretty famous song isn't it yeah, yeah not too bad it was a noble one Andy Irma oh <laughs> And it was a number one on the NZ recording music. Fucking hell. Oh, yes. It was a number one on the billboard. It was Platinum Record. And boys, I'm going back to Wollongong now. I should go and help Mark to find Gary, but to be honest, they're both a fucking couple of fucking. Oh, they're mental man <laughs> I, I, I just don't want to be involved in it I don't know what he's got planned but I don't want to be a part of it yeah fair news. so I'm going back to Wollongong stay there you know if he slides up in my DMs <laughs> then I'll speak to him but it you know I'm worried about him to be quite honest with you it was a number one on the bloody Kent report boys bloody hell yeah Get out of here. So, so all that's left is the UK. I was going to say, like UK. Wow, it was a silver record. 
Number two. Ah. Ah, not a clean sweep for you, Richard. It's weird that they waited so long. I guess yeah. they like to end with a black ballad. But yeah, like, but don't stick a clean sweep right at the end. Yeah, like, it's the most successful song on the whole of that disc, and they yeah. think it's the last one. Yeah, it's weird. Well, that was uh, another little journey through pop history. Mm. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember that whatever platform you're getting this on, to rate and review and subscribe yeah. and share it round with your friends. Yeah, please do. Word of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth. We're on Twitter at NWT underscore podcast and Instagram at the same. And we are NWT pod on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. So uh, get in our socials. Yeah. Get in them. Yeah. Tell us Slide like, into our DMs. Tell us if you've seen Gary <laughs> anywhere. It yeah. It's a little, little update on that. If you've seen this man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Don't, don't approach him. If you see him. Don't approach him. He could be considered dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Just just phone the police immediately. And then, tw- for some reason, tweet it to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely tweet us first. We might be able to talk him down. And I, yeah. I don't think the police could. I don't even think Paul Gascoigne could talk him down <laughs> from this one. I know. I know. Fucking hell. Yeah. So, yeah, join us next time when we'll be talking about Now 16 Disc 2. The final disc of the 80s. I hope we get some better stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.